Good morning. You guys wonder if I was going to ever speak? I was just going to... By the way, I want to encourage you guys. Um, I don't know if we, uh, we need to remember something as a body, and that is that uh, we have as one of our members, as one of our leaders, uh, one of the most public figures in the state of Oklahoma. And um, he has a very challenging and complicated job. And he is under attack and is, um, you know, in a very, very difficult position in terms of just uh, the battles that are going on in our state. And I, just, I just thought as Charles walked by that, uh, that I just want to encourage you to be an encouragement to Charles. You don't have to agree with everything that our legislature does. You don't have to agree with every decision that Charles may make or not make. But he's one of us. He's part of this family, and he needs our love and support. So I encourage you to find ways to be an encouragement to him. Charles, as you know, carries himself in a way like he is unaffected by everything. He has that gift, does he not? Trust me, he's affected. Trust me, he is uh, feeling a lot of things. So uh, find ways to be a support to him through this season that is so difficult. Um, you know, I've wrestled with, whew, I'm going to not try to uh, stray far from what I have written today. It, it kind of hit me this morning that uh, um, next week's my last week. And um, so I, I, I want to stay away from getting uh, emotional, especially this week. Just save that up for next week. <laughs> I've wrestled with what... Uh, to say these past few weeks, but that's that's normal. I, I I wrestle a lot with what to say every week. It it wasn't that way when I was younger. I consider myself kind of an old guy now, and uh, when I was younger, uh, preaching was a lot easier. Preaching was a lot easier in my younger days, and here's why: because when I was younger, I had a lot to say. And people needed to hear what I had to say. It was a lot easier back then because I didn't have any doubt in myself one bit. But now it's a much different feeling. As you get older, things like that happens. It reminded me a little bit of, of uh, you remember when Jesus, when the, when the Pharisees drugged the woman caught in adultery out in front of Jesus? And Jesus, and they're ready to stone her, and Jesus says, whoever is without sin casts the first stone. Maybe you don't catch what happens in that text. It's very interesting. It says specifically that they, they all dropped their stones and walked away, beginning with the oldest to the youngest. I don't know necessarily know why they put that in there, except that I understand that feeling now. The older I get the more realistic view I have of myself, the older I get, hopefully, the, uh, the less ego is a part of the equation, at least in comparison to the way things used to be. Standing in front of you on a week-to-week -week basis is a very humbling experience. I went from preaching about 
things I thought I was an expert on to, to preaching things that I was in process about in my own life. That's, that's the transition that I've experienced in my own life as a preacher is that I went from preaching about things in which I thought I was an expert to now basically every week when I stand up here, I'm preaching about things that I'm in process about. So preaching has become for me very vulnerable experience. I feel exposed most of the time. It's uncomfortable. At times, I, I, it's not too strong to say at times that I have a love-hate relationship with preaching. My wife will tell you this. She knows that many times the, f- the first 30 minutes that I walk in the door that she might want to just kind of give me space. There's times after preaching a message that, that I want to get as far away from people as I could possibly get. I want to escape. A lot of that has to do with the fact that, again, that much of the time when I preach, I'm preaching about things that I feel vulnerable about, that I feel in process about, that I do not feel worthy to be sharing with you. Today is no different. You know, when I think about what I want to talk about today, and last week we focused on love, and this week we're going to focus on faith. Really what I decided to do with these last three Sundays is to preach on what I believe to be the three most important things, faith, hope, and love. And so today I want to talk to you about faith. One of my favorite verses in Scripture, or one of the verses that... I find myself coming back to over and over before we kind of get into the faith thing is this verse. It's when Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. I I find myself gravitating towards that verse because, first of all, I need to hear those words, man does not live by bread alone. Now, being vulnerable, you can look at me and say, Scott needs to not live on bread alone. There's, a, there's, a, uh, there's truth there, obviously, in what Jesus said. There's truth there that, that I constantly have to process, that my life does not consist by what I eat. That's not what life's about. Man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Food isn't the only thing that nourishes us. And likewise, nor is oxygen the only thing that sustains us. The oxygen for the Spirit is faith. Just like oxygen is essential for your body, in order to live, you need oxygen. In order for your spirit to live, you need faith. It is the oxygen of the spirit. 
I want us to look at one verse basically today, and I forgot to tell you this reference, but Crystal, if you just look up 2 Corinthians 5, 7 and just leave it up the whole day because it's the only thing that really matters today that I talk about. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, depending on your translation, we live by faith and not by sight. The ESV version that I typically preach from says that we walk by faith and not by sight. That's a holistic statement. That's a, that's a big statement that's being made. We live by faith and not by sight. And I'm here to say to you today that as believers, too much of the time, we're still not getting it. We're not understanding God's real desire. This is what it's all about. You, you can look at it this way if you'd like. Our relationship with others is all about love. Our relationship with God is all about faith. And you might say, well, I thought the greatest command was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I would say to you, faith is how we love Him. We miss this so often. It's like we, we get pulled away from it. Sometimes we get reminded of it, but then we, we just kind of work our way away from it and we, not, we don't understand really what it is that's God's intent. I love how Bob Goff, who wrote the book Love Does, says this, we want our plans to work. God wants our faith to grow. We need to remember what it is that God is up to, what it is that He desires, we don't quite understand. We want to be successful. We want to be comfortable. We want things to be somewhat easy. But is that what God is up to? Is that what He desires? Is that what He longs for? Faith is a whole different animal. As a matter of fact, the more I think about faith in my own life, this is the way I would phrase it, and I've phrased this with some of you before. I would say it this way. I want to have experiences of faith. I want to have moments of faith in my life. I want to have experiences. I want to have these, these times where I look back and I go, oh, wow, that was an incredible faith moment. That was even an incredible faith journey at that point in my life. I want to have moments like that. But if I'm honest, if I'm vulnerable, I would say this, I don't want to live by faith. Moment, I'll take that. Live, I don't want to live by faith. I don't want to live every day by faith. Therein lies some of our problem. God wants us to live by faith. He wants us all to Himself, and that can only happen through an ongoing, all-encompassing life of faith. You know the Scripture that I commonly share with you. It's from Hebrews. It says this, and without faith, what? It's impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So what I want to do this morning in our time is I want to make some observations, 
Some of this is new. Some of this is things that I've shared with you in the past that I just feel a burden to share with you again. Some observations about faith. And you keep this Scripture in mind as I share these things. This is, what, this is what life consists of. This is God's intention for your life, for you to walk by faith, to live by faith. Not for a season, not for a day, not for a moment, for a lifetime. Let me make some observations with you about faith. First of all, without faith, without faith, we are simply relying on ourselves. That's what happens. When, when we're not living by faith, we're relying on ourselves. It's been said that the essence of faith is to be convinced of the reliability of God. Think about that for a moment. The essence of faith is to be convinced of the reliability of God. Scripture makes this evident over and over and over again that this is the reality of things, that this is the context and the reality of our walk and our life. It is to live by faith, and that has to do with being convinced of the reliability of God. Remember the, uh, the, 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 the well-known story of Abraham and Isaac, and Isaac being the promised son, and Abraham... Um, and, and God coming to Abraham and saying, I want you to sacrifice your son to me. And you remember in that story, there's just this incredible uh, just lessons that we can gain about faith as it says to us that, that, God, that Abraham gets this message, his, his, his promised son that he had waited so long for, and God says, I want you to sacrifice him to me. And it tells us in the text that early the next morning, Abraham got up, took Isaac, and began his journey to the mountain. Don't miss that early the next morning. Because right there, we see, we see the lesson of faith that we're starting to, to see in that text. Early the next morning, Abraham's off with, with Isaac. And then don't miss it as they get to the mountain. And Isaac, you remember? Isaac looks at Abraham. And you remember what he asked Abraham? Where's the sacrifice, Dad? You remember Abraham's response? He said, God will provide. See, that's another lesson of faith for us. As a matter of fact, I'm not sure I can think of a better summary statement of faith than those three words by Abraham. God will provide. No matter what it is in your life that you are facing, no matter what life looks like in this moment, no matter what changes, no matter what you face, faith says God will provide. And we know that Abraham takes Isaac and goes up on top of that mountain and prepares Isaac to be sacrificed. And God stops him at that last moment. And there's a ram in the thicket that is provided. And Abraham sacrifices the ram. And then he names the place. You remember what he names the place? The Lord will provide. 
See, in that story, we really, we have encapsulated a whole lot about what faith looks like. It's, it's believing that God will provide. And as a matter of fact, the more that we live by faith, the more that we will face moments where we have to speak out God will provide. And then as we walk it out, God is going to provide. And after he provides, you're going to name that place. The Lord will provide. And you're going to carry on and walk on in your life until the next moment in life that you have to say, God will provide. And in that moment, God will provide. And you will name that place. The Lord will provide. And you'll walk on. See, that's what life is supposed to look like. That's the journey that God's called us to. And that's what faith says. Faith says God will provide. Let me make some other statements and observations to you about faith. Without faith, without faith, our head knowledge becomes dead knowledge. Without faith, our head knowledge becomes dead knowledge. There's a big difference between faith and belief. Doesn't the Scripture tell us that? There's a difference between faith and belief. Faith is where the rubber meets the road. There's a huge difference between what is here and what makes it into here and out to here. There's a big difference between here to hear, to hear. When it comes down to it, faith is not the sum of our beliefs or a way of speaking or even a way of thinking. Faith is a way of living. It's one of the reasons why. It's one of the reasons why so many times our faith is dying and stagnating. One of the reasons why, though we may go to church our whole life, it seems like faith is not growing. It seems like it's dying. No matter how many religious routines we continue to go through, because there is a huge difference between something here and something here. And there's a difference between even what's here and what's out here. Another observation I would make with you about faith is without faith, we miss the journey. We miss the journey. Brennan Manning says, the reality of life for Christians requires that they leave what is nailed down, obvious and secure, and walk into the desert without rational explanations to justify their decisions or guarantee their future. Why? Solely and simply because God signals the movement. He goes on to say, God calls us to break camp, abandon the comfort and security of the status quo, and embark on the journey to a new Canaan. What does that look like in our lives? If that's what we're called to, if we're constantly called onto a journey where we're stepping out, what does that look like? Well, like many journeys, 
In order to be on a journey, you can't cling to things. You've got to leave things behind. I've shared with you before my daughter's packing habits when she goes on a trip. We've gotten bigger suitcases and bigger suitcases and bigger suitcases. And despite how big a suitcase we get, she still finds herself at a place where she has to make some decisions. What is she going to take and what is she going to let go of? You have to think when you're on a journey, what will hold you back? What is truly necessary? What matters? What are we willing to sacrifice? When we allow ourselves to be led on a journey, a faith journey that God's calling us on to, when we allow ourselves to be led on a journey, we must let go of control. We must surrender to the unknown. And I know this is a hard question sometimes because too often we're not functioning. We're not thinking about life in regards to faith. And because of that, this is a hard question for us to answer sometimes. But I have to ask it. I have to lay it out in front of you so that you will think about it and and allow yourself to try to think about in the context of that. Where is the journey of faith in your life right now? What is going on in your life right now? What is the journey of faith that God has called you to? What is He calling you to? What is He asking you to leave? Do you hear anything? Are we on a journey of faith with God? Have the courage today to ask yourself, am I presently functioning in faith anywhere In my life, without faith, without faith, life is a monotonous chain of events full of missed opportunities with God. Without faith, life is a monotonous chain of events full of missed opportunities with God. The opportunity for faith presents itself in nearly every circumstance in life, but we typically just live. We typically just go from one day to the next, totally unaware, going through our routines, including our religious ones, oblivious to the call to live by faith, unaware of the true oxygen of the Spirit. And in the midst of that, what we find ourselves many times doing is wondering whether it's ever spoken, whether we ever have this kind of honesty with ourselves or with other people. We find ourselves wondering about this relationship thing with God. We hear it talked about. We know we're supposed to have a relationship with God, and yet we wonder about it. We wonder, are we in relationship with God? Is this something that is real in my life? Is it, is it, is it real? Is it practical? Is it something that's really happening? We wonder about that, and the reason that we wonder about that, and the, the reason that we find ourselves longing for something more real is that we misunderstand what makes that, that relationship possible. What makes that relationship possible with God is faith. And faith is this functioning in life 
in the unknown. Being pulled towards something that we can't completely understand or know everything about or even have doubts about. Faith is functioning in the midst of those things. It's not everything laid out perfect and precise. It's not everything nailed to the floor. It's not everything clean cut. It's not everything perfect. Faith is not like that. We have to learn to embrace the mystery of it. We have to learn to embrace the, the unknown nature of it. There's a journey of faith right now for you, whether you're aware of it or not at this moment. There's a journey of faith that you're being called to. There's something that God is asking of you. It may be small, it may be big, it may be somewhere in between. The whole Bible is nothing but one journey of faith after another. Because that's what God's up to. It's the way He relates to His people. It's how our relationship with Him is defined. To miss it is to miss God. And I would speak to those of you because I've spoken to you. I would speak to those of you that are struggling even in your faith and struggling with, with what you believe about certain things. And those of you that I've spoken to that find yourself wrestling with things, that I would try to encourage you and say, you're right where you need to be because you're in the context where you can respond out of faith. And to miss that opportunity, to miss that place where we can respond by faith, is to miss God. Too often we've been left with religion, we've been left with routine, we've been left with book knowledge. Those things don't cut it. Not to the journey, not to the adventure, not to the life God's called us to. So, in conclusion this morning, let me use some words that relate to faith with you. I want to use some words. And I want you to think about these words and their relevance in your life. Do you feel any of these words that I'm about to share with you? Do you feel them? Are they a part of your faith life? These are words that we should be comfortable with. These are words that have to do with how we begin to walk out more so on a more real basis what it means to live by faith. Let me share some of these words with you. Trust. Trust. Movement. Movement. Uncertainty. Uncomfortable. Unknown, invisible, afraid, reliance. Here's one we don't like desperate, doubt, mystery, conviction. Confidence, risk. 
Those words are words that are the very context of faith. It's so much easier to just do the tangible, obvious things. It's so much harder to explore the journey of faith. And I want to say this to you today. This church is blessed with such a diverse group of people from young to older. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in today. It does not matter what season of life you are in. Faith is as relevant as ever. You may be like Caleb. Caleb is such a great example of faith. You remember Caleb from the Old Testament? Do you remember that Caleb was one of the 12 spies that was sent into Canaan? You remember and he got back and you remember what Caleb said? And do you remember what the other 10 spies said? And do you remember what the result was? Because the 10 spies said, we can't go in there and win. They're going to destroy us. And they took their word for it. And you remember what happened? They marched around in the wilderness for 40 some odd years. Do you realize that Caleb was about 40 years old when he spied out Canaan and he wanted to go in and he knew that God was big enough and he knew that God would provide and everybody else basically disagreed with him and so they spent 40 to 45 years wandering in the wilderness and Caleb... Caleb survived the wandering in the wilderness. And so when they come into Canaan 45 years later, do you know what Caleb said? You know what he told Joshua? Do you understand what he said when they, they came into Canaan? He said, listen, give me the hill country where all the fortified cities are. Here he is, 85 years old, instead of 40 years old, and he's saying, listen, that hill country up there where all the fortified cities are, where the really bad dudes are, I want that. Give me that area as they're divvying up the land. Caleb says, give me that. These are his exact words. I love it. He says, perhaps the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out. doesn't matter what season you're in. Faith is just as relevant right now as it has ever been in your life. God is calling you to faith today, whether you're 4 or 40 or 80 or 100. Faith is how God wants you to live when you're young. It's how He wants you to live when you are old and everywhere in between. Faith is oxygen for the Spirit. Faith is the adventure we were created for. Where are we living by faith today? Where is God leading us? What is God saying? Where are you stepping out? Listen, that's the dance you and I were created for. Let's stop trading it in for comfort convenience, and routine. Close with this quote. Every man and woman who has ever drawn breath will be appraised, evaluated, and measured solely in terms of their relationship with Jesus. And that relationship is rooted in a thing called faith. Let's pray.
Father God, today I just uh, ask that you drill down deep within us and you ignite a fire for faith in us. That we would seek it out, that we would want to understand it, that we would want to, uh, we would want to live it, that we would want to, uh, uh, to make it the priority in our lives, something that we would constantly consider and evaluate. Where are we living by faith, Father? Where are you calling us to? What are you speaking to us? Constantly trying to understand that and move out in our lives. Help us to know deep within who we are through your Spirit. Help us know that that is the context. That is the way this relationship is born. It's the way it continues. It's the way it matures. It's the way it lives. I want to live by faith. We want to live by faith. Show us a way. In Jesus' name, amen. Clay, would you come lead us in a song? <clears throat> As we sing this morning, stand with me if you would. And as we sing this morning, just want to give you this time as we sing to to think about your faith journey. None of my words are intended to be in any way, shape, or form condemning. They are meant to be words that we grab a hold of and use as conviction in our life and realize that this, this journey that he's calling us to is different many times than what we're walking out. And I want you to, to think about that and meditate on that as we sing and worship together. And if you need someone to pray with you today or any need at all, I'm here. We'd love to do that as we sing.